Welcome all my loved ones. This is Strange Lunch. I am approaching the podcast differently this week. I'm not going to do in uh, a video version, production value reasons. And it's also, well, yeah, production value reasons. What does that mean? I'm, I'm pretty open source with this. You can start your podcast using voice memos. This is, a, I'm recording right currently this podcast from my voice memos app. Um, you don't need a keyboard. You don't need, you don't need a laptop. You don't need a green screen. I mean, your phone has a camera, so if you want to do a video version, of your podcast by all means, but it's also okay to have a faceless podcast. You could probably even start an anonymous podcast. You don't until people start figuring out how to track your voice. Um, Apparently I was listening to some video there that says like your fingerprint, your voice has Like, there's no other voice in the world that is your voice. With the same inflections, tensions, uh, the note that it provides. I once took a a, a addiction class. Voice and diction class. And your voice comes from the air you breathe, being pushed out and manipulated by your mouth but also the sound that is booming out of you is bouncing off of your skeleton, the bones. It's vibrating on your bones. So part of your entire voice also comes from the vibration of your bones. Um, From the bone, usually your jaw, your nose, and your chest are the main the main parts that vibrate so if you think about it i guess like i think about it in yogic terms sometimes like you know like the places where the chakras lie so you got your heart chakra here you got the throat chakra and then you have the i forget what called it but the third eye chakra so like this whole head area and that is what vibrates when you speak you're speaking with your heart and your head in your neck <laughs> so it's a very specific part of your body so it's like just looking at the world through yoga sometimes seem makes it seem so whole and put together and i think that's what's really interesting because yoga seems to be the journey to the self through the self but what i but i also think it's like a journey to wholeness like a journey towards recognizing your connection to all things so i find that to be super 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 fascinating right so i'm doing the audio version right now and i it doesn't really as a matter of fact i think that i'm i'm in a much more relaxed state when it's the audio version i think when i'm on camera it um it distracts too much 
I don't know exactly what to do, but if you know, if if I don't have if I have to worry about one less thing, I'm it's all groovy. I do like to practice being in front of the camera though, because as they say, get ready so you d- stay ready so you never have to get ready. That's one of my favorite axioms or you know Cohen's of the times. Shout out to Currency. I don't know where Currency got his that from, but that worth that right there is worth its weight in gold if you can unlock what that means. You know, because that's what it really is, though. What it really is in in this world, isn't it? Like you get these cool little quips and these quotes, and we say them. But do we know what they mean? You know, I think that's the best application of, you know, philosopher thinking. Why is that? Um, who? Whatever. Like, you know, like spending times questioning things like philosophers think about really big questions. But what if you was to apply that same effort? And by the way, if you're hearing the, the traffic outside of my window, that's because there's traffic outside of my window. And I'm so sorry. Um, if you apply yourself to figuring out what a person meant by like a very potent sentence, such as stay ready so you never have to get ready, it seems so simple. But to truly live by it, you need to crack the code of that. Because behind that sentence right there, it means a, a couple more things than that, you know, like. Staying ready, staying ready for what? Um, how do you stay ready? Um, staying ready seems to imply a daily practice. That's staying ready, you know, so you never have to get ready. And, it, and what does it connect to? Like what other things can you attach it to? I have another very favorite quote that um, luck favors the prepared mind. Or opportunity favors the prepared mind. Um, it also connects to. <laughs> it also connects to this um really cool one where it's like you don't see with your eyes, you see with your mind. You know, all these things are connected because, like, you know, you prepare your mind to see the things that you need to see. Like, you know, an electrician will go into your house and they will understand the electrical. The, behind, the the electrical inner workings of your home because they have that vision. So that's just an example. A plumber, too, for example. For example. Um, right, so I've been thinking a lot about the internet lately. And that's because I constantly think about the internet since the internet has been a thing. I'm an internet theorist or just I I really enjoy reading books about all this stuff and everything like that. So I've been thinking I'm probably going to make a a concise video. And I think that that's how things might start working for this podcast, where the video I will reserve for more concise, entertaining things. And the audio is for the longer form person that wants to sit down and just listen to me talk about things. Because I I really do feel like an audio recording, I feel more comfortable pivoting and moving my mind around and sharing 
the nook and crannies. Right, so I've been thinking about the internet a lot. And, you know, when I think about the internet, one phrase comes to mind, and I think it describes it the best. It's a mind-altering substance. So the internet is a space that has all these um, all these aspects. They have the dopamine factory. That's one aspect of the internet, the dope factory. So if you want to go into the internet's corners to get your dope, you can get your dope. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me of a Dave Chappelle sketch. He actually embodied it perfectly. He goes into this internet and it's people um, helping you gamble, there's sex, you know, there's people talking politics over here, you know, but that's what I mean. So um, there's parts of there's corners of the internet where discussion is happening. There's parts of the internet and you can also get your dope there too. But there's parts of the internet where there's dopamine hits for flaunting things. Instagram, I'm looking at you. Uh, there's a giant library on in the internet, and much ju- and much like the library in real life, people seldom go. <laughs> where the truth is, people want no parts of it. No. Because uh, I don't want to say it because, but I have a couple theories about it. I don't want to go to a, a place I'm not ready to, to really talk about. I need to avoid doing that. I do that too much. Yeah, so the internet is this mind-altering substance. And it's only going to get more mind-bending, mind-altering, if you think about it. Um, just yesterday... I was reading an article about how people are growing horns and not horns the way you think. They're growing horns in the back of their skulls because we're on our phones too much. It's altering our skeleton because we're always our posture so terrible from using our phones and on the Internet that we're growing horns. (laughs) <laughs> it's just an interesting article. You can Google it. Um, I think our phones are having us grow horns, something like that. Google, Google something. Try to Google as much as you can. Learn something. Be patient. Um, right. So the internet as a mind-altering substance. Now you can approach the internet as yourself, and this is where I, I want to bring. Uh, a concise video later about it where it's like I encourage anyone who listens to my podcast try creating a couple not just one a couple anonymous accounts and the reason why the burner accounts so you guys are the on the cutting edge of your listening to my podcast right now burning accounts the reason why is you can s- start planting the seeds for your business by creating a fake business online you just have to name it something you know i have a fake book club called the bookshelf goblin on on twitter and i started that uh perhaps last week where i'm i became the bookshelf goblin and now i follow 
uh, prominent authors that I enjoy and I make them laugh with this weird little character that I created. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing. At least that's my intention. I know that I was messing around with uh, Naval, uh, a very smart man who created this, uh, let's see, Twitter thread that then became a podcast and it's, enti- it's titled... Uh, how to get rich without getting being lucky so without relying on luck how to get rich but really it's a how to become wealthy thread slash podcast and for those who don't understand what thread means i'm so sorry it's just like it's a series of tweets on twitter he calls it tweet storms so i found that to be the most informative concise uh impactful potent Thing that I've read on the internet lately I gotta move away from my window Because this is not doing me right So I created a little burner account And you know I amused him with the name Book Bookshelf Goblin And I think that's the purpose of that Where I, I kind of wanted something catchy That will catch The attention and amuse And uh, I'm looking to expand on it A little bit more So if you guys are listening to this and you have a Twitter, follow the bookshelf goblin to see my 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 incarnation as a bookshelf goblin. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. The Internet is a mind altering substance. And a burner account is like for those who were born after the 2000s. I don't believe people were using burner phones, but. A burner phone is still in existence now where it's like it's a phone that you can buy. You don't have to put your name on there. And it's like a $20 phone or $50 phone or what what have you that you can just use for a limited time and throw it away. People usually use it for cheating, for drug sales or whatever illegal activities or, you know, to do business in other ways. So burner accounts are similar here on the Internet. And. There's people right now that don't want you to be anonymous on the internet. They want all your activity to be cataloged under your name, under your identity, so that they know what box to put you in. But one of your more powerful strengths right now on the internet is your ability to take form in these different ways. It's almost like, like, yeah, it's a simulation thing where it's like it's almost kind of like if you subscribe to the idea that we are all god incarnated here to be to to be god in different forms i don't know that's like a weird way of phrasing it but uh right so think about the fact that right now you can create four or five different identities that that goes outside maybe it could be an extension of who you are and what your interests are obviously because you don't want to do anything you're not interested in i'm the bookshelf goblin because i like books and i want to be around people who have ideas but i don't necessarily want to since i'm already doing a veggies thing and i'm using my public image for that um i don't want to show up and confuse myself even by being myself as the bookshelf goblin whatever so i i just used the stock image of a of a goblin for it but yeah so my point is 
to invite y'all to maybe think about and ha- creating a different persona online that you don't have to attach to your current identity. And it seems like a lot of work, but it really isn't. And if you think about it, it's a way of getting out of your social programming because your identity has got you kind of, and that this is just has always been the case for all people where it's like your face, your identity, your reputation is, um, is very limiting. My favorite, one of my favorite writers, Rolf Waldo Emerson in his book, Self-Reliance. And I guess that's why it's funny. Um, the quote goes, a foolish consistency is a hobgoblin of a little mind, of little minds. So what that means is to be foolishly consistent to people. Oh, let me finish the quote. Uh, foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Speak your truth today as your truth is. And speak tomorrow your truth as your truth is, even if it contradicts what it was yesterday. You know, speak your truth. So what he means by that is like great people will speak their truth as they see it, as it comes up today and they they can change their minds. Only foolish people, only, only like foolish little minds are people that need to stay consistent to the platform of their image. Like, like, and that's what I've been trying to like dodge a lot of my life. Like, yo, I don't like I want to be consistent, but I want to be consistent for the right things. Like maybe my own principles of like fitness and 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 personal growth and exploration like these things i want consistent you know but even then if tomorrow i want to just relax then that's what it is Uh (laughs) uh-huh so i don't know it's just there but a foolish consistency would kind of be almost like into like a politician you know a politician like for example i think hillary clinton didn't support gay marriage until it was convenient for her politically so she was consistent with her not support of it for a while and then now when it becomes like advantageous she'll change her mind and it's not necessarily that's foolish consistency but it's more just like like you're not being authentic Unless you had a, unless you are being authentic and you had a rev- revelation like, oh, this should be this way. I'm, I'm not even sure. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Beauty of the podcast. Right. So burner accounts. I think that's it, man. This is almost 20 minutes. Uh, at the end of this podcast, this is what I want to do as a gift. Let's see if I can get this done off the cuff. I know I have two copies of this book. I want to read the artist's prayer for y'all. So this is from the book, The Artist Way. And I want to read this artist's prayer for y'all because y'all are my community. The people who listen to my podcast right now, who are listening right now, you guys are my community. So this is why I want to read this for y'all at the end of the podcast and share with you this sentiment. 
So an artist's prayer. O great creator, we are gathered today in your name that we may be of greater service to you and to our fellows. We offer ourselves to you as instruments. We open ourselves to your creativity in our lives. We surrender to you our old ideas. We welcome your new and more expansive ideas. We trust that you will lead us and that we trust we trust that it is safe to follow you. We know that you created us and that creativity is your nature and our own. We ask you to unfold our lives according to your plan, not our low self-worth. Help us to believe that it is not too late and that we are not too small or too flawed to be healed by you and through each other and made whole. Help us to love one another, to nurture each other's unfolding, to encourage each other's growth and understand each other's fears. Help us to know that we are not alone, that we are loved and lovable. Help us to create as an act of worship to you. Yeah. So that's an artist prayer from the book Artist Way. Um, the book is designed to help you connect to creativity. I enjoyed it because it, uh, it was a very emotional, spiritual, intellectual, um, what. Gratoritous, like it required grit and discipline to get through. Uh, but it's it's a book designed to connect you to your creativity, and I highly recommend it. So, I mean, the creator talk is something to contemplate for those who are made uncomfortable or put off by the idea of a creator and. The fact that you are a creator and that creativity is a thing and you were created, you know, that this is that's exactly what I'm talking about. That it's just it's very just a conversation of that of that concept, just thinking about creativity. People are so disconnected of it because we're so put off by the idea of creation being created creative energy creative this force that is beyond us that is creativity that is happening beyond our little individual world you know things are being created around us all the time so i wanted to share that because there you know if you go back and listen to it i know i'm talking a lot afterwards but uh if you go back and listen to that prayer one more time you know give take our old ideas give um, give me the more expansive new ideas, new and expansive ideas, you know, don't have us measure ourselves based on our low self-worth. These are bars. So, you know, and this is kind of back, goes back to what I was um, talking about unlocking the quote. Yes, you can have the quote, but you have to sit with it and become its friend to unlock the quote, to 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 create enlightening understanding, enlightened understanding around these quotes and koans and allowing them to be expressed through you. And the I the conversation about how ideas are alive, I'll say for another podcast, which I you know, 
I'll be looking forward to it. So thank you for listening, listeners. And hopefully we can have lunch one day and just be on the podcast. So uh, strange lunch, peace, love, unity, having fun. Ah, ah, ah.